Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at Supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Well, Brad Jones Racing have a Kiwi in the number eight car in the form of Andre Heimgartner, who joins us right now. Hey, Andre, how are you, buddy? Yeah, good, thanks, guys. So we're here at Pukekohe. You're in the number eight car. How pumped are you for the weekend? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. Obviously, it's been a long time coming to race back in New Zealand. It's good to uh, obviously be here with all, you know, all the people you grow up, mates, family, friends, and to finally have a our local round for us Kiwis and um, to send off Pookie as well. It's pretty special and, um, yeah, it's uh, exciting for everyone, I think. The first Jason Richards uh, Memorial Trophy was won by BJO, Jason Brightback in 2013. Has it again been mentioned and, and what does it mean to the team? Um, it hasn't been mentioned so much uh, of late, but, you know, I think it goes without saying that um, this weekend that, if we could manage to win that win that trophy, that would mean a lot to the team and to everyone. And you know, although I, I assume it will be available when we go to another location, to, to win that at mm. this historic track and um, obviously where he raced and then car aid and all the rest of it, um, you know, will have extra meaning to it. Hey, it's um, uh, it's been a little while. Uh, obviously, 2019, the last time that uh, supercars were able to uh, put some laps down on the circuit. And I was just uh, looking through your previous uh, results um, at the circuit. Um, you know, they don't make for the, the greatest of reading, do they? <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a slight way to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, just, just trying to lead you. So, mate, I mean, but things have changed a lot. In, in respect, since you were last yeah. here, I mean, uh, we, you know, the, the teams you've yeah. been with, uh, the types of cars, uh, you're now in a, in a, you know, a, a pretty comfortable spot where you are with um, with Brad Jones Racing. Um, this is by far yeah. probably the best opportunity, the best, uh, you know, maybe the most competitive package that you've got. So let's just be genuine in your thinking. I mean, and I know that mentally yeah. you'll be very prepared, but, but you know, you're in a pretty good spot this weekend to to actually be able to, you know, really improve on those results. And and I mean, I know what it'll mean to you if you manage to to get one. Yeah, for sure. It's been a bit of a thing, and obviously, it, you want to go well at your home event. And for whatever reason, in 2019, our cars are actually very strong. But it was the year when we had um, a lot of aero tweaks done to the cars, and we we arrived to that round, and um, we just couldn't quite you know, get the speed out of the car and we got an update a few rounds later, which helped us. So it's been a bit unfortunate. So as you said, um, actually this year, yeah, 100% is the best chance we've had. So you got to be realistic. And, um, you know, after the crash and after everything that, that, that happened at the bend, um, I'm just trying to have, a, you know, some good solid events. And um, this is no different, but I'm 100% if we can get on the podium. It will be so special uh, because I'll be pulling up right across from the grandstand that, you know, I fell in love 
you know, watching people like Greg and Scaife and the Kellys and all sorts of stuff in that grandstand as, you know, a five, six, seven-year-old. So, yeah, I just really hope that I can, uh, you know, tick that box and, um, you know, go from being in the grandstand to the other side of the fence. What, so you, you, you were there as a five and a six-year-old. What Can you remember those times, how big the crowds were? And, 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 and genuinely, was it seeing these guys that you, you know now, uh, was that were they the reason you got into it? Uh, yeah, I, I guess 100%. That's, that's, um, that's why, you know, you look up to these people, you know, and you never really think, I guess, 100% you could get there. But they, they're the motivation um, like when people watch Formula One, anything, that's the motivation why you want to get into it and um, get into go-karting and stuff like that. But I actually remember at Pukekohe, one of my most, um, the things that actually scarred my mind is more so, Murph might remember it, but going down the front straight, it was not a supercar race. I think it was a Porsche race and a Porsche yeah. ended up going flying up over the fence and landed in the grandstand. Mm. <laughs> I remember, yeah. I, I think it was Dean, yeah, wasn't crazy. it Dean Farmer? I think it was. Was it the lighting yeah, direct car? Yeah. Maybe. Um, but yeah, yeah man. Were you were you sitting in front yeah, of that? Shit. Yeah, yeah, right there. <laughs> that was crazy. Wow. Guess what, Mum and Dad? I want to do uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Do you, son? <laughs> yes, I do. Well, well, I mean, I've, um, mate, I keep, I keep. You've you've been around doing this game now for a little while, and 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 I. It's always hard because. I, you know, um, because we know each other really well, and you know, I've watched you do so much over the years. It's, it's hard to put into context the, you know, the the age difference, and I don't sort of see it so much as maybe what I used to. But you know, when I look at and see that you're only bloody twenty seven. Oh, stop it! You know, he was he was six years old when uh, when at first when we were first there at Pukekohe as part of this, um, you know, Supercars Championship round, and and. That all of a sudden does put it into context. Yeah, you you mean yeah, for sure. Just the event, just the event, the hot donuts that used to get up the top, like the whole thing, <laughs> the whole thing as a kid. Obviously, um, you know, it was pretty special for me and my family, not just myself. Obviously, you know, but the thousands and thousands of people that have been there over the years. So no, it's going to be an awesome event. Hey, so just we we were talking before about um, uh, generations of you know families and stuff. I mean. Um, so, what about your, you, and your dad and Mark and, and family-wise? Is is it only a couple of generations of going to Pukekohe, or is it more than that? Uh, no, just a couple. So, yeah. my dad was the first one when he retired. He he wanted to start some club day racing stuff there. So that's actually where I got my first taste of being in a car. He took me on a hot lap when I was a kid, and it was the old style back straight at Pukekohe where it went into the hip and. And I just remember going at those speeds and being in a big V8 car and thinking, oh, shit, this is pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, that that's um, basically, and I learned how to drive a manual around there on my sister's car, believe it or not, around Pukekohe and stuff like that. Oh, is that so, right? What was it? Yeah, what, was her, yeah. what was her car? What was the manual? A, a Toyota Levin. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah. And what was, what yeah, was, what was the car you went, went for hot laps with your dad? What was that? Uh, that was just a Holden Commodore, so he was part of the Hot HSV Car Club in New Zealand for a little while. Oh my! Oh my gosh! Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah, it's quite funny. Hey mate, you you, <laughs> you mentioned the bend uh, and what happened there. Is that still on? Is a two part question for you? Is it still sitting in the yeah. back of your mind? And realistically, knowing the track probably better than a lot of the guys out there, 
do, do you think it increases your chances of a good result? Um, as far as the crash goes, yeah, I think that sort of stuff lingers through a little while. Obviously, um, you know, every time I start a race now, I'm kind of shooting myself <laughs> a bit. Shouldn't um, laugh at that. That's not funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, shouldn't laugh, but it could easily happen again. You never know. Mm. But, um, yeah, obviously that side of it takes a while to put that, I guess, behind you. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much um, all the way there as far as that goes. And then as far as the track, uh, knowledge goes look yes and no I mean everyone's you know so more well, mainly in the main series is so experienced and mm. you know no one's stupid so uh, you know it doesn't that sort of stuff doesn't really come into its own as much you know um, so I wouldn't say that it's a huge advantage and the tracks evolve so much I haven't driven there for a couple, you know three years or since we've been there last so wouldn't say that there's a massive advantage, unfortunately. I, I love that for going to the first turn and watching cars just fly and literally. How brave do you have to be or how brave can you be going into <laughs> turn one? As brave as you have to uh, be. Yeah, <laughs> but it actually isn't as bad as it looks, I don't mm. think. I don't know if Murph thinks different, but... No, I agree. Um, like it, it's, a, it's a bit sketchy, but it's not like if you stuff it up, you're just off in the grass, like it's not as bad as going across the top at Bathurst. But when you watch it from the, from the crowd, for mm. sure, the cars look like they're extremely on the limit. Those, those bumps that they bump around, there's lots of attitude, and um, it's obviously extremely fast. So it's a good one to watch as a spectator. But it's, um, it's one of those... Those corners, though, that you you know you you look forward to, right? You you, you know because it's mm. it is exciting, and you you always push yourself. It's not like you, you know, I don't I don't think I've ever arrived down there and and um, thought about uh, the you know possibility of you know going off the road. You always you always feel that there is a bit you know a bit of room and there's a bit left in reserve in some respects. I mean, you, you, you to be fast, you've got to hit your marks in there, but. But you're riding yeah. down there pretty quick, but it's it's not like it's um it's a daunting corner for you know when you've got a bit of experience behind you, is it? No, 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 hundred percent. But over the years, I have given some people some advice, and they've kind of gone flying off <laughs> at that corner. So it's easy to it's easy to. Did you say? Did up. you say you've given yeah, some people some advice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy, yeah, okay. Sometimes they will get that. To get their ambitions and their capabilities mixed up. You know? oh, no, oh, is that what it is? Right, no, just, no, just no. any any young lady, any young Formula Ford driver sitting out there that are racing there this weekend. Don't ask Andre for yeah. advice on how to take turn one. <laughs> Dr- driver, coach, not. Where yeah. where can you make time on that track? Um, it's actually it's a, actually a tricky track. There's corner, you know, some corners reward driving hard, but a lot of others like the back section with the chicane and up over the hill and even turn one to an extent, you're just trying to, um, you know, maximise whatever the priority is for that corner. And it's easy to get sucked into overdriving, going up over the hill and, and stuff like that. So it's unique in every every way. But I'd probably say the trickiest part would probably be that, that after turn one onto the back straight because it's so easy when you're bouncing over those curbs to the car to bounce wide or you're just a bit narrow or a bit wide and then you miss the camber of the road and all sorts of stuff. So um, I'd probably say that's when, once you get past that, that it's you know, a, bit, a bit easier. What do you reckon? Um, it's looking a little bit average in the old weather department this weekend. Um, BJR car in the wet. How's that uh, sort of uh, going? 
I actually haven't driven it much in the wet because I was out of the race at the bend when, when it was true. wet. But um, in sand, sand down it was wet in a couple of practice sessions or whatever, and the car was really good. So um, I, I think it should translate nicely, and I think there's something... I don't know what it is with me in the wet and mm. and whatever, but um, we seem to go well. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's wet and we're up the front and uh, away laughing. So and you, and if, I'm uh, definitely not. Yeah. Sorry, finish yeah. up. I'm definitely not going to be upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's wet. I, I like the confident talk too. I'm going to be up. I'm going to be up. I'm going to be up the front. How would you rate your season to date? Sitting tenth in the championship. Do you feel like the move was the 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 right move for you? Because you seem to be, I'll be blind, I said to this move the other day, uh, in that team, you seem to be the team leader the way you're going. Um, yeah, um, as far as the season goes, um, I think, what it, I guess it's always shoulda, coulda, woulda, but you know, if we didn't have the, what happened at Talon Bend and a couple of things earlier, we should be you know, fifth in the championship. But I guess you can always you know, say that with you know, racing. So... Um, I think it's been positive. We've, I've jailed with the new team. I've really enjoyed working with them. They've enjoyed working with me as far as I know. And um, we've been able to get some good results. We've got two podiums so far. We've been you know, in the top five. I had, a, I had a top 10 qualifying and finishing run of 13 or 14 races in a row. Um, so it, I think it's you know, had some really good positives. And I think we're just building up to next year. We know BJR. Um, are pretty strong when new cars come in and stuff like that. So um, look, I'm just trying to perfect everything I'm doing, working with the crew, all sorts of stuff, and hopefully we can come out next year when you know it's a bit more level again. Um, uh, you know, come out swinging. Yeah, just looking at your numbers, there was um, there was a bit of a shocker of a run, wasn't it? Melbourne, Melbourne, the Grand Prix. I forgot that was not nice to you in any way, shape, or form. And then there was that, just a couple of retirements. Without without those, man, from Barbagallo onwards, as you say, until the mm. the bend, there's been a, a hell of a consistency. And it's just you know a couple of podiums, and then just sort of on the back of them as well, which is it's been a very strong run. So you, you know, what was the go at the beginning of the season um, back there when, when those those sort of lacklustre ones were there. Melbourne, what was up with Melbourne? I can't remember back then. Um, You're struggling. We actually had a few a few issues that um, within the team of setting up the car and a few things like the camber gauge, for example, <laughs> um, was reading incorrect. Oh, so my goodness. I ended up with a, a degree less of camber um, and then other things like the airbox, oh, the bonnet. Um, was a different, um, it was not thick enough. Like for some reason it was too thin and it was lifting up and it was, um, anyway, it was screwing up the induction and stuff. So I was losing three tenths on each straight and they oh couldn't my. figure it out at the AGP. So we had a bit of that stuff going. So once they fixed that, is some bizarre. We laughing. That is some bizarre <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it was like lightning strikes but they just happened a few times. And then once you qualify back from 15th back, you know, it's so easy to get caught up and get taken out. And, you know, it's, uh, you're sort of asking for trouble at that point. Hey, just, just quickly, you, you guys are running Camaros next year, right? Yeah. yeah. Have, you had a, have you had a sit in one yet? Have you even been close to one yet? Um, well, I've, I've, right, I've driven one around Phillip Island, so that was pretty good. Um, but as far as our one goes, we got the chassis a couple of weeks ago, so they're trying to you know put everything together now and hopefully in december we'll have them or well, at least one of them fully um, assembled to be able to test 
Is is there a lot of pressure on teams to get all their cars on the grid for 23? Um, yeah, I, I guess so, but it's nothing new. It was the same when we had our current cars um, back in 2013, from what I understand. So um, I think if the, if the team's organised, it's not going to be an, you know, an, an issue, but no doubt they'll be working throughout Christmas, you know, trying to get it all completed. Cool. Can't wait. Hey, uh, mate, thanks for giving us your time, as always. Bring your gum boots, get your red bands in, because you probably might need those walk, <laughs> walking around the paddock, uh, the weather forecast. Can't wait to see you here, bud. Yeah, beautiful. No worries. Thanks, guys.